This is episode eight of Ambassadors of Joy, infectious energy, uplifting yourself and others to success with Lucky Sandu. Welcome to Ambassadors of Joy. I'm Amy. I'm Priya. And I'm Lucky. Yes, Lucky is our guest today. He's here to join our conversations while we bridge spirituality, expanded consciousness, and business, and chat about how we can really bridge all of them together to really uplift humanity. Bridge all of those together, yes. And Lucky is such a great embodiment of this bridge. (laughs) And he is very humble. So as you're sitting in the San Francisco studio being like, oh... I'm so honored to be here for as a guest, but we are very, very, very honored to have him here. And we're looking forward to getting started with this episode. Yes. Thank you so much, Amy and Priya, for having me here with you. It's truly my absolute honor and delight to be with such warm friends and, and people who are driven to such a wonderful cause. Terrific. Well, what we like to do, as usual, in every episode is start with an intention that we set for ourselves and our audience so we can just have a few moments to kind of quiet our minds and meditate on a positive thought before we begin diving deep into the heart of the episode. So our wonderful guest Lucky here has, I believe, brought an intention with him. So my personal intention on a daily basis is to serve and help as many people as I possibly can through both my professional work and in my personal relationships. That is so awesome because in the last couple of episodes, I feel like we keep coming back to this concept of the service paradigm. And I feel like it's going to keep coming back again and again. It's so wonderful to hear you, Lucky, bringing in this um, as an intention for us to meditate on. This is perfect way to start off the episode. Great. So what Amy is going to do is she has um, some Tibetan chimes with her in the New York studio that she is going to ring for us to take a few moments to let that intention sink in. Again, the intention is to serve and help as many people as possible, both in professional and personal life. Take it away, Amy. Here we go. Thank you. I am really enjoying starting these off with an intention. It's just so grounding. Yes. So, Lucky, I haven't physically met you, but I've heard so much about you from Priya. And I know that you were the president of the Rotary Club, which she's a part of. And she and you met during that journey And I guess now you're no longer the president, but you were, and you guys had an amazing time working together, and she said such wonderful, wonderful things about you, and that's why we're having you here on this podcast to have a little chat with us. (laughs) Yeah, and just a quick um, little background on Lucky. So one of the many reasons why we have him here is because he just embodies joy, and every every time I've seen you, Lucky, including right now, (laughs) as you're smiling and laughing... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the mic. Every every time I see you, no matter how difficult the situation is, no matter who's around, no matter you know what time of day it is, um, you are always really. There's the title of the episode, imbibing everybody else mm-hmm. around you with this positive energy that you bring. And I know I've told this to you before. 
I feel like, on a few different occasions. And you're, <laughs> you're, you're humble, so you're always like, oh, Priya, I don't know why you have all these kind words for me. But it's so true. <laughs> every, every time I see you, you are uplifting other people, everybody around you. And it's just so contagious, so infectious, that positive energy. Among being such such a positive person, in addition to that, Lucky has an MBA from UC Berkeley, Haas School of Business. As Amy mentioned, he was a president of our local Rotary Club, and he is the president and founder of Reliance Financial. Relfin Mortgage. Relfin Mortgage. I think there was a name change a little while ago. There was. It was indeed. It was indeed. (laughs) This summer, actually, you're absolutely right. Oh, nice. Relfin Mortgage um, that has actually funded a billion dollars in residential mortgages. Is that correct? That is correct. Wow. Um, And um, I'm sure there is, you know, a long list of other things as well that Lucky does in his life that I don't know about. But he also has an incredible teenage daughter named Chaya who I feel like is so aware and so profoundly grown up, even at such a young age. It's just amazing to see her. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, first of all, I'm really, really humbled, and I say this with all my heart, um, to hear both of you, Amy and Priya, you to share such uh, wonderful words and it it really is a reflection on the both of you, actually, because, in fact, as I was thinking about uh, this interview, uh, you know, in terms of what it takes to create this and the awareness and impact that you are trying to achieve, it, it I think I could easily reflect this on you and say congratulations to the both of you uh, for your vision, uh, for your wisdom, and for your great energy to partner up together and uh, bring folks to share their life journeys. And listen, I my story is nothing compared to so many out there, but the way you have described me and, and my daughter, uh, I'm very thankful and appreciative. Oh, this is kind words. That is so nice, Lucky. You are so kind. <laughs> and may I ask, how old is Chaya right now? Chaya is 14 right now. That's wonderful. I would say 14 going on like 40 maybe. Yeah, she's 14 in like human years, but maybe over 100 in like years of wisdom. Seriously. She must have an old soul, as in a very advanced soul who's probably done this thing, you know, called life many, many times. I really really think she is, and I I really also believe she was put in my life for a certain reason. Uh, I I think mostly to keep me straight, so... Can you tell uh, us more about that? I mean, that is such an interesting and fascinating way to start. I love it. Yeah, sure. Uh, You know, the first time I became aware of uh, this... The powers of this young lady was um, when I believe she was six, and uh, I had gone through a divorce, and um, life was in a very, very low point in so many ways. And I was struggling to find my own purpose and my own existence, and, uh, you know, what life and how tough life could be, and what was really the purpose of living and and continuing to push with all the hard work and vigor it takes to move forward. And uh, I remember this one afternoon, I was dropping her to her mom, and 
I'm not sure what uh, happened, but she pulled out this little note that she had written, and um, she gave it to me, and she said, Dad, um, read it later on. And uh, I said, okay. So I dropped her off, and uh, I read this note, and in there were the words, Dad, please know, you always know what to do with this little cute cartoon that she had created. Wow. And those words initially didn't, I, I couldn't connect all the meaning, deeper meaning. And as I reflected on it more and more, what these words meant, coming from a six-year-old, oh I, I wouldn't think about or expect. What she was really telling me, Dad, please know I believe in you. No matter what you do, yes. I am here and you are on the right track and you know exactly what to do. You'll be fine. That belief and that assurance from this little girl told me right away I had an absolute reason to not only live life, but live it to my best capacity. Wow, that is amazing. I can't believe she was six when she wrote that note. It was it was quite mind-boggling. Wow. And how old are we, Amy, doing this podcast? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh my gosh, I have like tears in my eyes, Lucky. Did did you ever tell her that story and what it, it, what it meant to you after the fact? That um, was, uh, sure. I, I, what I did was I kept that note in my wallet and that note became the driver to my life forward. And uh, through a series of uh, introspections and deeper reflections, I decided it was time to face my deepest fears and, uh, you know, keeping that note always close to my heart. And so I took on a journey at the age of 40, which I never dreamt of doing or, you know, taking on, even though when I was married and I had all the help and the two-income household, and now here I am building my company by myself with very little help. And I'm daring to take on this impossible task. But that piece of paper kept driving me forward. And so one of the first presentations in graduate school was around the uh, the, the idea of effective communication in leadership circles. And uh, my, my, my first presentation was in, in the power of love and the power of mm. relationships. Um, and, oh, my and, gosh. And, and that note was a central point of that presentation. And I took that out at the end to, to show everyone why I was in graduate school and why I had done this presentation as a way for them to really know me and my journey here and forward. And this was graduate school of business, correct? That's, that is correct. Amy, can we just pause here to just really you know, bask in this greatness of, <laughs> here we are. Doing yes. It. You guys are so sweet. <laughs> we, are li- we are here doing this podcast of exactly those two realms coming together. And it's amazing that that was the very angle that you chose, Lucky, in your first presentation in graduate school. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And it's so powerful. It is really powerful because it really connects with all of us on a soul level, right? Um, having someone that is close to you believe in your success is one of the greatest gifts that we can ever receive from anyone. So that little piece of paper is more valuable than anything else, I believe, um, in your life. <laughs> it is indeed, Amy. Can we dig a little bit more into Lucky, this quote that Chaya wrote? So she said, please know you always know what to do. You always know what to do. 
And I know, you know, personally, I've been in a number of situations where I felt stuck. And I felt like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what to do. I, and then just thinking about that over and over again, and this, you know, thought that I don't know what to do, it's kind of prevents me from moving forward. And I know that I'm sure a lot of people in our audience as well, especially people who are trying to build businesses um, or do something great, start an organization, do something really large and impactful. This comes up. It's like there are these points in that path where we're stuck and we feel like we don't know what to do. What are your thoughts on that? Because this is clearly there, that's kind of a kind of different approach than what Chaya said, which is you always know what to do. Can you can you walk us through your thoughts on that and kind of how that related to your process when you were kind of stuck? Sure, I can certainly uh, make an attempt at it. It's a very powerful question, and there's many ways to address it. Uh, for me, I have not always known a lot of what I have wanted to do and who I really am at the very basic level. And quite frankly, I've always been a happy-go-lucky type of guy. I never really questioned much. I just uh, I felt like in many ways uh, came here at a young age to the United States, left my uh, home in India. And, um, and you know, I worked hard. Uh, I worked very focused manner and, and, and got to be at a great firm and achieve all the success I needed to at a young, at a young age. And, in fact, uh, everything that I aspired to be or do in undergraduate school, I had already accomplished that at the age of 31. I remember 31 or 32. Mm. And, uh, and right around the time was when I was starting to build my company. That was an aspiration, perhaps as a young, young boy. Here I am taking on this big journey, and I have no idea on how to do it. And a few years later, the Great Recession of 2007 and eight hits. And it is centered very much, it has its ground zero in mortgage lending. Ironically, the business that I chose to be in, wow. interestingly. And, you know, in that moment, you know, you have a couple of options. Leave what you're doing and go back to your corporate roots or continue the journey forward. And there was something stubborn in me that said, keep moving forward without knowing how hard and tough it was going to be, especially going into an absolutely uncertain and um, chaotic journey ahead of, of this, these fires that came about as part of this, um, this financial crisis of 2008. And uh, that threatened very much not only the business, but everything that I had worked so hard to achieve. And... Fast forward, here I am not only dealing with the impact of the Great Recession in my business, I'm dealing with the consequences of a divorce. Mm -hmm. And in those moments of fire and gut-wrenching pain, you feel there's something, feel this feeling of being alone or lonely. Mm. I feel that the, the, the alone piece you can handle because you, you have, I feel, the mental fortitude, but the loneliness is what will come to just just take so much out of you. Mm. And uh, and what's the difference between those two? Alone, alone is, you know, you're alone. So, okay, go find someone, be with someone, and <laughs> or, or just, just be out there and have yeah. fun. Mm -hmm. And loneliness is this more emotional feeling that you just feel completely left out. You mm. feel... Internal versus external. Internal versus external, absolutely. Mm. And I feel this, felt this, emotional anguish internally 
that no medicine, no going out, no anything could repair instantly. So I knew it was deeper. And so for me, it was time to listen to my elders, to to dig into my roots from where I come and embrace the one piece that I had never done was to just sit down, silence out, just get grounded and start paying attention to who I really was. And that's what started this journey of trying to find the answers, not from the world, but from within. Lucky, I just want to say, how how did you do that? What did you mean by sitting down, getting grounded, and kind of reflecting and bring awareness to who you really are? What does that mean? So when you are in pain, uh, you know, many of your listeners, I'm sure, have experienced physical pain. And, you know, we live in a country and time where there's a medicine for anything and mm-hmm. that gets you these quick results. Mm-hmm. And uh, But when you deal with emotional pain, there is no medicine for it. And unfortunately, to my dismay, I discovered, and it can last for not days, weeks, months, and years. Mm -hmm. And so as I struggled massively, and I had never experienced this kind of emotional pain coming from so many fronts, I'm a very vociferous person, and I shared my, my, my challenges with a few close friends and family. And my sister called me one day and says, Lucky, just sit down and surrender yourself. <gasps> she used literally the words, just surrender yourself and ask. Just sit down and ask, how do I come out of this? And it was kind of funny because uh, a few years later, I watched the movie The Life of Pi. And in one of the most toughest, toughest points of uh, you know the journey of the protagonist, where he's going to die. There's absolutely nothing left in him to survive. And he yells, he, he throws his hands up in the air and he says, I surrender. That's exactly what I did. I, I just sat down and I said, you know, whatever I've done, wherever I've gone, all the success I have achieved has meant nothing because I cannot overcome this pain of loneliness. So in sitting down for the first time, uh, you know, first time I sat down to pray. And, uh, you know, I'd never opened a book of scripture. I'd never opened anything from my heart, you know, in a, in a way of saying, help me. And I started memorizing words. And in those words, I found a lot of power, a lot of practicality, daily lessons that I had to imbue. Things like, for example, you know, the, the preciousness of hard work the essence of humility in in all that you do, the centrality of honesty in everything you do as as really just the main crux of the way to live life. And, and from there, you know, putting it all together to honor not only your existence, but for those all around you and who have been with you. Those four pieces that came out of these um, sessions of just sitting down in my loneliness is um, what then became the pillars to my company, hard work, humility, honesty, and honor. And then the fifth one we came on later was humor, is to make sure never, (laughs) never, never, never take anything seriously and always have fun, but most definitely at your expense, not at the expense of others. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit more about this idea of surrendering yourself. Um, It's certainly something that has come up in a lot of the resources that I've, you know, personally looked at in my own self-development. And I'm trying to understand as you're talking, 
why surrendering is so important and what is the real difference that happened in somebody when they decide to surrender. Um, one of the kind of angles that I'm thinking about it um, with is this idea that we tend to have some kind of resistance if we're in a situation that is not quote-unquote working out for us. And in that resistance is kind of the, the opposite of acceptance of where we are in that moment. And if we don't accept where we are, how can we solve it? And so I feel like this moment of surrendering is, it also embodies that just full-on acceptance. Like, I'm not fighting this anymore. Right. I'm right. not fighting it. I accept this is, there's no other way to look at it because this is my present moment. This is where I am. Right. Let me just surrender to this. Would you say that that is lucky how that kind of helps a, a, a person in that moment? My own life's journey, uh, you know, borrowing from the themes of the questions Amy, you and Priya have asked uh, already about, you know, the belief and the awareness and the learning and the assuredness of where it all comes from, at least for me. It was basically as, you know, you know, what I have made a habit of on a daily basis is if you spend a few minutes every day and just close your eyes, you blank things out, you know, you, you let you open up the space in your mind for creative ideas to come in. You 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 are also able to take the synthetic ideas that you've learned from your either your school, your observations or the experiments you're running in your in your lives or your companies. You're able to open up the slate and say, okay, the, the surrender is, I think, I thought I knew all the ways or answers to get to the point and create the success that I have. Mm. But what has that really led me to? Loneliness, pain, all mm. these other feelings of, you know, failure. And so who, I, who am I really? What, what, what is my purpose in life? Mm. And so for me, opening that conversation up in my own existence, within my own self, allowed me to take that blank slate and slowly listen to my own self, my own strengths, my own weaknesses, the dreams that I had shortcutted on, the ideas that I had not taken on because I was just driven on doing what externally I was going to do to create that next title or that next salary or that next amount that I wanted to close in my business. It was about who I am really as a person. And one of the insights uh, when you open yourself up, and, and Priya, back to your question, mm -hmm. is how does it help? Is it allowed me to start seeing my life in a much more multifaceted, oh. multidimensional manner, right? I started seeing myself not just as a business person who was committed to creating success for one constituent of my stakeholders, oh. but to see life as more wholesome. Mm -hmm. I was a father, this was, there was this girl who was saying, Dad, I believe in you. You've got this. Mm. Then I have these parents and this sister who brought me to this point of saying, why don't you just seek help 
by just sitting down and seeking the answers inside. Don't go to a doctor. Don't go to a bunch of people. Sit down and seek from within what what comes out, the spirituality piece that came out. Mm. Knowing that I was a member of my community. I was involved in the service of Rotary and through that doing service around some great projects in my community and around the world. I was uh, also a friend. I was also mindful that I had to protect my health. And so all of these things came into being that, you know, in order for me to really create a life of wholesomeness, mm. uh, an, an ability to create a bigger impact, I had to nurture, I had to build on all aspects of my life. And what I've come, you know, there is, you know, in, in the industry I'm in, I, I heard a very um, a speaker that I really respect and admire. And and he mentioned the words uh, fitness, family, friends, faith, and finances. Those Uh became my five Fs. Uh You know, you're basically honoring all five aspects in in addressing them and creating this this union of all pieces to create that wholesome life going forward. That's amazing. Yeah. And Amy, I I feel like we have a couple of inspired actions we, coming out we of do, that. We do. We <laughs> do. There is a couple. I'm going to just recap this one, though. And yeah. lucky, I, I want to I actually dedicate this specific inspired action to one of my very close friends. His name is Safdar. And um, he's actually um, the dad of my godson very good friend of mine and he's going through a rough time right now as well and he's also a father and he's you know also done a lot of businesses and some work some didn't and i and you know i feel like this would be a great great inspire action for anyone who's in that's at that time and space within themselves right now which is this idea of surrendering um yes. surrendering just just so you can start to open up the space, as you said, in your mind and in your heart to recognize who you truly are so that you can see that you are multidimensional and whole, that wholesome version of yourself, because that is truly who you really are inside. Thank you. And, and I certainly uh, I'm passing a lot of blessings and good wishes to your friend. And uh, thank you for being uh, such a wonderful friend to stand for him and uh, and, uh, you know, when you talk about friends and family, you're certainly, uh, you know, you are manifesting yourself incredibly well in that space. Absolutely. Thank you, Lucky. I'm just kind of basking in that that intention, too. Amy, you, you hit it right on the, the head. It's kind of everything that I wrote down myself in my notebook. But this idea of surrendering is so powerful. Um, and I feel like it's the first step to move forward from any type of major emotional difficulty. So it's surrendering and then opening up that blank slate. Lucky, obviously you've been able to bounce back quite effectively um, in, in, your, in your business as well, uh, considering that your company has funded $1 billion. It's a billion with a B. <laughs> billion dollars in, in mortgages. Can you tell us more about what happened after you surrendered and started with the clean slate and how that then how you were able to manifest success? Right. Like, uh, I think, Priya, what, what you're trying to also say is how they're connected, right? Like this act of surrendering and 
connecting to the manifestation of what yeah. happened after in the physical? That's a great question. And um, what one of the big things that happened during these months of self-awareness and self-growth was also a lot of readings. And uh, I had not read a book in a long time, and that's the other thing that happened really amazing was I started reading books. And there's a lot of power in books, and, and there were several great books that I read over that period of time, and I still try to. Amy, what was that quote that we were just talking about yesterday about reading and growing? Was it Eckhart Tolle? Um, <laughs> to that. Um, no, no. I was actually reading this um, book called The Healing Self from Deepak Chopra. And oh, okay. um, he was, it was just really, again, I can't get past in, past like the fifth page, right, of any book without giving you a copy. And we have like a million insights from just two paragraphs. <laughs> um, but he, he was saying that, you know, um, when we are young, if we continue to grow and learn, we're basically building new neural pathways in our brains. Yes. And we're making these Absolutely. connections and we're continuously training it. And if we don't, and if we continue to do that and don't stop doing that, we can actually um, effectively reverse, you know, aging or, you know, reverse memory loss potentiality and all those things that helps us, you know, continue to stay healthy and well and all that. So, <laughs> No, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, one of the, the uh, I'll give a little pitch to my, my, uh, Beloved alma mater here, Haas, one of the four defining. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Haas too much. Uh, one of the defining principles is students always, and uh, it was it was interesting, and and you know it was kind of uh, cool that as I read these books, and um, you know one of the books that I read was uh, autobiography of a yogi. And that actually, that book uh, came as a reference in reading Steve Jobs' biography. And it was, uh, you know, Steve used to read, uh, his, you know, the autobiography of a yogi once a year. And um, this came to light in his autobiography from uh, Walter Isaacson. And as I was um, reading this book, a lot of aha moments started happening. And um, one of the uh, kind of the framework of what helped me in, 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 in reading all these books and certainly within the autobiography of a yogi is uh, this, this framework of starting from the body and that's where your desire emanates. Mm. And so as humans, what propels us to take tremendous action and do things that we do in our lives is, is sparked by our desire and that's our body. The, the next piece is the mind. And the mind is mostly always standing for gain and or self-preservation. And so understanding the connection between the desire and the mind's ability. Now, if you don't feed your mind well, and it goes back to learning and continuously feeding your mind with good things, uh, it can also be very destructive, right? So th the key is to master the thoughts that come within your mind, right? Always being very, very protective of the halo around you in terms of your mind. Mm. And, and, and that is a way to create your vision for your life, mm. uh, attuning that with the purpose that you choose to stand for and gain in life. Mm. And then in the third uh, piece of that framework is willpower. And willpower is about self-discipline 
and it's about doing the right thing. So now you have this trifecta of your, your, your desire going with your mind and, and instilling that with this self-discipline to doing the right thing on a daily basis, right? And the f- fourth piece is salvation. It's, it's the liberation at the end of your day when you get to your late stages of life and you reflect at what you have achieved and done, you can look back and say, I moved the needle of doing good in humanity forward in incremental ways, whatever that might be. So if you can take these four pieces and build your life around these four pieces, this framework, if you will, you can achieve massive results and you can certainly go beyond any realm of possibility that you've created for yourself because now you are on a daily basis training yourself to, 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 to get your body in a place and, and, and shape where you want it to be, uh, not influenced by the wrong things, your mind directionally taking you there, your willpower making sure you're taking massive action towards results. And, and what are those results? Doing good by your relationships, the people you stand to serve and help, and in a way, you know, doing something with your life that, 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 that created some great impact. Hmm. It's amazing to see that um, desire is one of these core elements of this framework. Um, And this framework is all from Autobiography of a Yogi? That is correct. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit because there's some kind of um, spiritual thoughts where it's desire as seen as bad. Sure. How how does desire fit fit within this, do you think, and, and, and... how do we, you know, what's the what's the way to look at it, I guess? <laughs> One of the things that I've learned in life is there is no good or bad. It's a matter of perspective mm. that we give to something, yes. right? Yes. Because we give meaning to the words. The words can stand for many things. How do we choose to see that word and bring that in our life? So for me, desire is very, very important because if we don't have desire, we don't ha- we won't have the motivation to do something. Mm-hmm. Right. So, however, that desire has to be basically defined. That desire has to be uh, channelized in a way that it can do great things. Right. So, for example, the, this idea of love is very, very powerful. Right. Now, love can be seen as going and making love to a hundred people or love can be seen as giving yourself in service to a hundred people. You choose what your definition of love is. Mm -hmm. So for me, the, 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 the big definition of growth has been how do you go out there and serve people to the maximum possibility as a way to, to, to show your love and gratitude for existence itself. Yes. It, it, it's what you were mentioning as one of the second one, right, which, which is attuning to your purpose. So attuning your desires to your purpose and having, a, having clarity on what that purpose is. In your case, which is to bring more service to humanity. Yeah. And I think another um, thing that I wanted to note here is that we spend so much time kind of thinking about what is quote unquote right or quote unquote wrong. And it's like if we it's this whole concept of duality too right duality is it's it's, it's not it, it's a thing it's a part of the, the physical world but it doesn't really 
you know, it doesn't really have to be the way that we operate. These are all kind of definitions that people have given to things because maybe it works for them. And there's so many different paths, so many different ways to look at the same concept and to look at the same thing. So if we were to take a look at one spiritual book and we're like, okay, desire is wrong, desire is bad, but we know for ourselves, when we tune into ourselves and the way you know, maybe like I work, for example, and I know my goal, my purpose is to uplift humanity. And I know that the best possible way for me to do that is to channel the desire and align it with that purpose. Then that's how I can truly drive an impact in this world. Extremely well said. Yeah. So I think that's super powerful is like transcending beyond duality. And and let me just add to Priya what you just said mentioned about ways to, uh, you know, achieve your purpose through the service of others. And um, again, an aha moment uh, came about in being part of two institutions simultaneously that, that allowed me to have this phenomenal, like, learning point. And that was that you know, having been a Rotarian for 10 years with you, Priya, for the last year. Can you tell our audience quickly what a Rotarian is? We had Rotarians in our last episode too, but we didn't really describe what what Rotary is and what a Rotarian is. Rotary is a group of community members who've done well in life, and uh, they are basically congregating together within their communities, within clubs, to serve the the benefits of and needs of the community. And uh, so, for example, we are an organization of 1.2 million members uh, that have assembled around 35,000 clubs in about 200 countries around the world. And one of the biggest things that um, Rotary has recently done is come very close to eradicating polio from the face of the earth. And in each of these clubs, you can go to any city in anywhere in the world, and there's a Rotary club. And these uh, group of men and women are coming together to to help the needs and causes of people around. If you want to learn more, you can go to rotary.org. But coming back to the the idea of um, of helping others and, and how that helps you. So Rotary is a 113-year organization, and their defining principle is service above self, okay? And uh, again, going back to Haas, one of their defining principles out of the four is beyond yourself. So as I paired, and and Haas has been around as a business school since 1898, so as I look at these two organizations with 225 years plus of history, and I look at their core defining principle as life being beyond you and or service, Mm. you realize that the biggest thing as humans we are honored to do is to help others Mm -hmm. in any way we can, whether it's through our professional work and, again, our personal relationships, and that goes back to my initial intention, is if we can bring that sense and attitude of service in everything we do Mm. and in looking at the interests of those around you first i think you can do great things and nothing has to be done in exclusivity you can make everything inclusive you can bring your work into your personal life you can bring your personal life to your work and you can bring all of these facets together 
to create that singular yourself so you don't have to leave work at home and you know home at work you can bring all aspects of you to everywhere you you go the only thing you have to keep in mind is when you are with your family uh-huh. your 100% attention attention is with your family yeah. same thing at work when you're at work 100% attention is at work but everyone in your sphere of influence knows you represent many different facets of organizations institutions and people wow it's kind of like looking beyond all of these artificial lines that have been drawn for us in our lives very important yeah. you really really hit the nail on the head is you know it goes back to that core value i mentioned about honesty and when i say honesty it's most dominantly mm-hmm. within and for and around yourself oh like authenticity to yourself Authent- mm-hmm. deep authenticity huh. who you are what you represent uh-huh. why you represent that uh-huh. does it help many many others around you and once you start looking at that piece of honesty within yourself that's when massive breakthroughs will come to you because you start opening up and you start really bringing that creative power in your life and letting go of the synthetic power that is amazing i feel like that should be one of our inspired actions yeah um I'm I'm also fascinated by that framework that you brought up earlier too. So I feel like it's almost like it, you know, we talked about the the first inspired action being first surrendering yourself if you're in that situation of emotional pain and then and then the next step is kind of using the desire mind willpower salvation framework or something similar to really look at yourself authentically and think about who you are what's your purpose mm-hmm. what are all of the different facets of your life and how can they all come together to help you achieve your purpose supremely articulated priya i couldn't have said it better yes okay. it was so beautiful wow there's just so much in here i i don't there even is. know where to begin because this whole concept of being authentic to ourselves is it it really hits home for me as well because in a lot of times we i feel like many people get lost in the external distractions of our world and to your point priya these artificial lines that has been that has been drawn and we kind of put ourselves in these boxes that society has created for us and we think that this is the only version of me this is the only career that i ha- can have and this is what i'm going to be doing for the rest of my life when what lucky is presenting here is to go beyond those artificial lines and that actually leads you to a more authentic version of yourself where you can actually live in your true essence being honest with yourself as well and and that encompasses so much more than this kind of one dimensional thing that society you know said that you could be but really you can be that and so much more as well well said amy and uh, i i i would say that real liberation and real freedom of expression creativity imagination and being the very best of yourself exactly come from what you said is when you become really authentic with yourself and you bring it uh, with your higher purpose of being and knowing that through your actions you can inspire and honor so many around you it's it's really a very liberating and and powerful way of manifesting your being yes and lucky when you were talking about manifestations 
Can you dive a little bit more into that as well? Because I think we touched upon it in our show so far. But what does it mean to you in terms of physical manifestations? You know, that's a great question again, you guys. Thanks for asking all these wonderful questions. I think it goes back to what Priya had said earlier in her talk about, you know, the perhaps one reason I bring the joy uh, to to wherever I go is, uh, you know, knowing that my presence impacts others around me. Mm. And so I can choose to create my own reality of life by being positive and happy and and try to give um, accolades and love where I can. And knowing that, you know, those actions, you know, it, you know, you have to remember one of the most powerful things about life is uh, the the whole idea of cause and effect. Mm. What you put out there is what you get back. And it goes back to you uh, reap as you sow. So if you're looking for happiness, you're looking for love, joy around you, well, that's what you have to put out there in the world, and it'll come back to you. And and knowing that in mind, knowing that going back to my roots and my culture, uh, that that's how I grew up and that's what my parents offered me. That's what my siblings offered me. And, um, you know, going growing up in that environment, you know, it's it's a blessing to have that within you. But we, you know, the the, the all these um, challenges of life will throw you off course every now and then. But you you learn to remember who you are, where you came from, and, and what you're capable of. And, um, and then you're able to go ahead and shift the mindset and put out there what you want to receive back. And for me, that's positive energy going out and coming back. It's not always been like that, something I've had to learn again through deep introspection and, and falling on my face several times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining you on the street tripping over like a banana peel. <laughs> only, only if you knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lucky, you answered my next question without me even asking. How seamless is that? I was going to ask you about why, how you emanate so much joy in everything you do. And, um, and you just answered that for us. You know, I, I will say thank you. Uh, I, nothing that is seemingly wonderful outside is easy inside. Of course. Mm-hmm. You look at, again, I, I look at Steve Jobs' life, and I know that he has his set of followers and folks who probably don't care. But one of the things that was fascinating to me was one of the concepts of, you know, the ultimate sophistication lies in the simplicity of things. And so... You know, when you look at these gadgets that we have around us, this technology that this this apparent success around us, it came through massive hard work. It came through lots of trials and tribulation. It came through a lot of failures, a lot of um, a lot of tears, a lot of blood, sweat out there. And so, but at the end of the day, the the idea was to help others, mm. and and the only way to do that is to make things simple, mm-hmm. to 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 work on yourself constantly mm. so that you can be the best part of yourself. Why? Because that is your verse in the universe. That is your small contribution to all those around you is is knowing that you can bring a little bit of happiness and peace to others by being happy and peaceful yourself. I'm not perfect by any measure of the yardstick, but that's something that I try every single day. None of us are perfect. We're all human. I used to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> There's the joy. I love it. Oh what was your, one of your company values was humor again, right? That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Self-deprecating humor is a core value. That is correct. I don't think you saying that you're perfect before is self-deprecating. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky, no, that that comment really resonated with me because I have to tell you, before I went through all the all of this internal growth myself, I would be uh-huh. I would be so careful with my choice of words. I would not try to put myself down because I was like, oh, you know, I'm doing this my way and it's perfect the way it should be. And now I just call myself on my own bullshit all the time, <laughs> all the time. I was like, and I would make fun of myself for what's done in the past. I'm still making fun of myself now. Because now I'm just like so much more relaxed about yeah. everything that's happening in life. Because <laughs> even the self is an illusion. We're all part of the whole. Yes. Wow. Well said. <laughs> Look at that. Now we're getting really deep. I think. I think Amy. Uh, what I'd love to do at some point in the future is I'd love to come back to your studios and uh, do two interviews: one with you and one with Priya. And I want to know your journeys. <laughs> And all the learnings that you have and all the ways you live life and contribute to everyone's happiness. How would you like to host two episodes in season two? I would love it very much. <laughs> I'd, I'd be happy to come back. That would be amazing. Oh yes, we are still planning for season two, so that could definitely be um, happening for sure. <laughs> It'll be an absolute honor. So I do have a third inspired action from the wonderful conversation that we just had. And it's about cause and effect and that idea And really getting to the root of this, again, this concept of energy, positive energy, and how you have learned to emanate that as much as you can. The inspired action is for all of us to kind of understand that our presence impacts life around us. And to remember as much as we can and, you know, as many moments as we can who we are. And to put out, remember to put out into the world what it is that we want to receive. Well said. Yes. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. We have our three. That was. We have our three. I I also want to throw in an additional one. I want to dedicate it to actually um, Chaya, Lucky, which is this concept and inspired action of choosing to believe the success in others. Oh, That's really awesome. Wow. Thank you. Yes. I know Chai will be very pleased to hear that. And, uh, and no, thank you so much for the way both of you are creating this uh, platform of um, openness, learning, sharing, transparency, and bringing in the journeys of other people to inspire and better the other the journeys of many others. So thank you for this wonderful work both of you are doing. Thank you. We're all doing this together. And Lucky, I would love, love for you to kind of tell our audience a little bit about how they could get in touch with you and maybe what Ralphin is doing to help um, humanity in terms of, you know, housing and all that. That would be great for us to all listen in on that. Absolutely. So Relfin Mortgage, uh, we are at R-E-L-F-I-N.com, Relfin.com. And any of your listeners are welcome to reach out to me on my number, 925-236-9501. I'll also give you my cell phone, 510-375-2929. And basically, our tagline is powering homeownership. And it goes back to 
the crisis that our country faced and millions of homeowners faced in 2008 all the way through 2011 and even a little bit longer. And, uh, you know, through some statistics, about 6 million homeowners lost their homes. And we were new in this industry. We were new in this business. We were learning. And uh, it was a very tough time to see so many people lose so much, and we couldn't do much about it. But we made a resolve that as long as we were in this business, we were going to help as many people as we possibly can buy their homes in a financially prudent manner with all the advice and guidance that they need all the way through, and even after they've closed their homes, being there for them throughout as long as we're in this business. And hopefully that's for decades to come. So uh, our focus is to help first-time home buyers uh, buy their homes. And uh, also if folks are looking to refinance, we're happy to do that. However, our primary passion and focus is anyone and everyone looking to buy their home. We are here. We stand fully for you. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing, Lucky. It's an absolute delight, joy, and honor again. I've used that word before to be here with the two of you. I'm extremely proud of you both. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lucky. It was such an honor for us as well. I learned so much from you. <laughs> oh, you guys are awesome. Thank you. God bless you both. Amy, would you like to recap for three inspired actions? Yes, let's see if I could get them right. Um, so we I can both do them together. <laughs> There's no right or wrong. Well, here no, no. is what yeah. I have. The first one is <laughs> just recapping all of our learnings, right? The first yeah. one is to be able to surrender in um, a moment of despair and loneliness. Some kind and, of emotional um, pain. Yes, emotional pain. Um, because surrendering will, will help us open up the space in our minds and our heart to really help us recognize who we truly are and really help us see the multidimensional version of ourselves and that we are whole as is. So that mm -hmm. is our first... And that takes us to the second one. Yes. Which is going on top of that, which is to go beyond the artificial lines that are imposed upon us and the boxes that we tend to put ourselves in and to really, really think about the essence of who we authentically are, to be authentic to ourselves. And a framework that Lucky represented, uh, that Lucky presented um, from, from the autobiography of a, of a yogi that we can use in this analysis is the desire, mind, willpower, salvation framework. Yes. And that leads us to the third one, which is the, the cause and effect notion. The inspired action of knowing what you put out is also what you receive. So if, we, if you want to receive joy, love, happiness, um, make sure that you know how to express that as well in your true essence, um, going off of the second inspired action. And that working on yourself to constantly um, emanate these qualities will bring those things into your life and invite all of those vibrations into your experience. You know, that reminds me of a, of a common phrase, you are what you eat. It's kind of similar. It's like you get what you are. Yes, yes. Well, everything is energy, right? So even the food is energy. What you're eating is what you're consuming and inviting into yourself. So everything is all connected as such. One of the books that has had a powerful impact in my life is Think and Grow Rich. 
Ah, yeah. Uh, My husband's favorite book. (laughs) (laughs) You're really speaking our language today, Lucky. Yeah, it's it's, uh, Think and Grow Rich. And uh, again, in a very powerful aha moment, there was, uh, you know, energy and matter are the only things that cannot be created or destroyed. And uh, we as humans, that's who we are. And it goes back to also this other book that I read, which was The Secret and the Law of Attraction. And that is that if you are really a bundle of energy, you are constantly attracting everything towards you. Mm -hmm. So the question you really have to ask in your mind every single day is, what do you want to attract? And that's what you think about. That's what you execute towards through yourself, uh, through your willpower, and that's what you uh, end up achieving in life. So, or being in life. So, uh, yeah, energy is very powerful, and so you have to. You have a choice every morning. Who do you want to be that day? Go and execute accordingly. Wow, Lucky, do you want to do this podcast with us? <laughs> incredible wow well i'm just answering the questions you're asking me so (laughs) (laughs) amazing yes we're gonna have all of those books and resources for our listeners in the show notes because these are also all of our go-to materials when we are in a pickle (laughs) and trying to rewire our point of attraction that's good to hear yeah that's very good to hear i had no idea that's good to know Mm -hmm. So Amy is going to ring the chimes again so we can take a moment before we all head out to kind of let all of those lessons, Lucky, that you've shared with us and those inspired actions really sink in. Thank you so much for tuning into episode eight of our Ambassadors of Joy podcast. We were so grateful to have Lucky here with us. Thank you, Lucky. Thank, Thank you, Lucky, Priya and Amy. for sharing Thank your you. wisdom. It's my pleasure. Um, remember to spread the joy. Please share this podcast with the people in your life. Check out our website, ambassadorsofjoy.love. Check out Lucky's wonderful organization, relfin.com. If you have any books or guests you recommend that we covered, drop us a line and see you next time. 